Well, good afternoon and thank you for joining me again for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is prioritise the business relationships that matter most. We're also going to be having our chat with Christina and we're going to be looking at some useful apps that might help your business. But right now, we're going to cross over to... uh, AV Chartered Accountants, have a chat with Tony Vidray. Good afternoon, Tony. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, uh, a bad start to the year with uh, the fires and things. We're going to have a look at some of those uh, supports for businesses uh, affected by the bushfires. Yeah, I thought we'd start off the year with um, with some of the concessions and some of the things that the uh, the agencies, the governments at various levels have um, have come forward. It's been a, um, a pretty horrific sort of a year and with loss of life and loss of houses and, and loss of a lot of wildlife, it's, um, it's certainly mm. timely. And, and I, it, took me, it actually took me a while this week to prepare for this today's talk because I mm. thought there was a lot of things and I was, I was pulling the information from a lot of different, um, a lot of different areas. So they, I, it's a little bit of a shopping list, but I'll, I'll try and make it sound... Uh, um, and that shopping list I think people need because uh, a lot of people yeah. have been trying to get some of this stuff and it's just been a little bit of an administrative nightmare. Yeah, and I must admit, when I was putting it together, I'd actually forgotten about some of the things that they had um, that they had announced because it, it does sort of get caught up in the in the white noise of all the mm. all the issues and and there's and they tend to call some of the things very similar um, names and so, but there's a few different things. But we'll start off with the tax office. They've actually got a dedicated page on their website, and again, you might have to Google it before we, before I you know put up on LinkedIn. But um, they've got a, a dedicated page offering support, and, and I guess the biggest one is that they've actually deferred a lot of the lodgement requirements and payment requirements automatically to the 28th of May for the affected postcodes. So there's a whole list of, of postcodes that they've identified where all the bushfires have hit in, in Australia, mm-hmm. um, or mm-hmm. just New South Wales. And so what, and it's an interesting one because I've already noticed a few of our clients are caught up in, the, in these areas and the December 2019 BAS, which would have been due by the end of this month, yeah. is automatically the 20, they've, they've already updated the date. So you don't have to apply for it. Um, the, the, the amount's already, uh, the, the date's already defaulted. So what it means is for, for a lot of businesses, the December BAS, the January instalment, the February instalment, the March baz, and even the April one, they're all going to be due yeah, by the 28th of May. Now, mm. this is kind of good news and bad news because as you can kind of gather where I'm, where I'm heading with this, it, it is nice to get a deferral, but my concern is work. for a lot of businesses, well, there's going to be a good seven, eight months worth of mm. ATO debt that's going to accumulate and mm. all come due on the 28th of May. And if And even, you know, if they have a tax payable for the lodgement of a tax return for June 19, it all becomes due on the same day. So um, I think I'd you know, try and warn people that whilst that concession is quite good, um, all it is, it's just a deferral. Um, they're not charging interest or anything on these amounts, but they will be due after that date. Now, and you know as well date, as I do that people don't do their bookkeeping. Well, yeah, cash flow is a, a real, a crucial thing, as we know, and, and um, yeah, so it might look good now, and we just defer, defer, but um, it's like those, you know, those, a lot of those things we see on TV, you know, interest-free for five years or whatever, and you completely forget about it, then all of a sudden got to pay it. It, it creeps up on you and you've got to pay it. So there's also, on their website, there's a, an 1800 number so that if your postcode is not on their list but you need assistance, you can actually ring them and have a chat and see if you can get some um, deferral. So, so that's mm-hmm. a good use from the ATO. Mm-hmm. The federal government had a whole stack of um, um, financial assistance 
options. One of them was a disaster recovery payment where they're paying adults $1,000, children $400, and then education expenses on top of that of $400 per person. They've also, they also had a disaster recovery allowance with our giving income support up to 13 weeks. Um, and then some really big ticket items is a disaster recovery grant where they're going to give up to 50000 Now, a lot of this, is it's all criteria-based, so you've got to jump yeah. through some hoops to get it. But it's fifty thousand, up to 50000 tax-free for eligible small businesses and up to $75,000 for farmers, for primary producers. Mm. Um, so that's pretty, um, pretty good if you can meet the criteria. Um, there are some loans that they're offering up to $500,000 um, to be repaid over 10 years, and the interest rate they'll charge you is 50% of the Commonwealth Government bond rate, which is currently 0.6 of a percent. Okay. So 0.3 of a percent on... The, and they're not going to ask for any interest or repayments for the first two years. So, again, that's... that's uh, if you jump through the hoops um, to get that particular loan, that's pretty good as well. Volunteer firefighters, we may have heard, they're going to mm. give them a, a tax-free amount of $300 a day up to $6,000. Um, I was up in Queensland two weeks ago and they were very excited up there because they'd announced a $76 million um, tourism um, package to try and get the, um, the tourists to come back to, um, to Australia. So, so they might be trying to avoid the coronavirus and they might be coming here <laughs> instead of getting on, on cruise ships and <laughs> going to China. So, tourism so, gets yeah. hit one way or another, doesn't it now? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, so there's a tourism package too because, as we know, a lot of those small towns rely on a lot of you know, people passing through, and if, if people aren't coming through, then, then it's, uh, it does affect some... I heard some people being interviewed where their, their, their trade was down 75%. It's, been, it's pretty yeah, uh, horrific. Yeah. So. And, and some of these tourist areas, they, they rely on this, this month to be there peak for the whole year. Yeah, well, I, I was actually talking to a client of mine just yesterday, and, and she just is a normal, you know, retailer, but... Um, and she was telling me that her trade in December was down and it was for no other thing that people were just afraid. They were just mm, scared mm. to spend money, you know, bushfires closing in if they had to pick up and, and leave. And and one thing, just a segue, I remember speaking John McNaughton, our former Lord Mayor, he was our Lord Mayor here yeah. in Newcastle when, yeah. when the Newcastle earthquake hit. And I, and I remember him telling the story that when the earthquake hit, um, one of the things that he had to organise straight away is for people to get cash. Mm. They had to get mm. money. They had to, they had to have enough cash in their pocket to be able to just go out and buy mm. um, the essentials. So I think people sort of tended to, <coughs> pardon me, hang on to their money so, rather than spend it. So mm. yeah, the flow-on effect is uh, pretty devastating. Yeah, there has been some good stories too because I was talking to a, a business from Kangaroo Island and uh, their business, as soon as after the, uh, um, the the devastating fire that went through it, their property was okay, but their business went uh, down um, but because of the uh, cry out to the to the public to come and support these people her business has actually doubled in the last two weeks for the what she would have done for the previous two months so yeah, the support yeah, is there yeah. oh absolutely i've got a friend of mine um who i used to work with many years ago and she's organizing a, a bus um tour through mm. country new south wales just to spend, um, I think it's a 10 days or, or 14 days, just to go through the country areas and actually visit them and, mm. and spend some money. So mm. it's, it's, there's some good things happening there yeah. on, on the ground. Um, state government have also chipped in. They've got, um, they've got an interesting one. They've got an actual business concierge. So on their website, you can actually contact someone and they'll direct you to the right areas to assist you 
um, with what um, you know, with what you can claim. Okay. They've got a business connect where there's, they're connecting businesses with mm. um, some professional advisors. There's a clean-up register as well. So if you need some assistance with you know, demolition and um, cleaning up of a property, there's also some assistance there. Um, another interesting one with fences. So if you have um, land that borders a national park or a nature reserve, um, the national park are actually offering assistance to to help um, you know rebuild the um, the fence line. Mm. And the one that I quite like is the payroll tax exemption for wages that um, some employers pay to um, people who go off and um, become volunteer firefighters. So if they continue to pay their their wages, they're, they've offered a um, payroll tax exemption um, mm. for those. So again, criteria. It's all about evidence. Great. Well, thanks very much for uh, giving us that information. And as we, as we said, we'll we'll post it on LinkedIn or somewhere to, to yeah, allow people yeah, to have I'll a look at it. So that, and, yeah, so there's links to all these things. And next month, we'll put you off for a couple of weeks and we'll be talking to you about the uh, 19th. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a good week. Thanks, a month. Brian. You too. Thank Cheers. you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Tony Vidray there with uh, some, yeah, some of the things, particularly the tax office there. But uh, there's that word of caution. Although it's been deferred, just make sure that uh, you do still get your things in on time at the end of May and you're listening to Business The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7 it's coming up to 24 minutes past one time to have our weekly chat with Christina good afternoon Christina good afternoon Julian how are you this week I'm very well thank you and you're home and tucked in I am a nice warm home no rain about no and I'm <laughs> a bit surprised but anyway yeah so we're going to have a look at uh, some apps, some useful yes, apps that will help our yep. business. So I thought it might be time to go, how do we innovate things within the workspace um, with tools that already exist? So we're not talking about innovation as far as the tools go, but how we might innovate our own processes. Mm. And I thought there's a couple of um, um, really good project management tools that would help with um, projects that are happening within any organisation. Communication is always an issue. People are inundated with emails these days. So how mm. do we take some of the pressure off the emails and the CC everybody in, etc.? So I thought we might just do a couple of project management tools um, and a couple of communication tools. When, when uh, we're talking apps, we're talking apps for computer or or uh, laptop, uh, phones or so both? You can, yes, both. they've got web versions for yep. computer and they've got um, app versions for phones. Okay. So, you, you know, and, and Android and um, iOS, so it doesn't really matter what system you're using. Um, so there's a, a really good project management tool that, that we use actually called Asana, A-S-A-N-A, -A, um, and it's really good for work management systems. So it's good for teams. You can plan and manage projects. You can do them from end to end. You can get clarity around tasks and who's in charge of doing what. Um, but it also, in that in charge of who's doing what, you know how sometimes somebody, you know, ask a busy person to do something and, and um, they're the ones that usually get um, inundated with all the requests. Yeah. So with, with a management tool like Asana, for example, you can see what the workload is on an individual. So that's a, that's a really good thing as well. Um, something like Asana will integrate with Adobe, with Salesforce, with Gmail, with Slack. So it's a bit of an investigation process um, as to what integrations you may want or need or if you haven't thought about integrations, what might be good. Um, and Asana is really good for marketing, operations, sales, project management, workflow management, um, etc. So that's that's one project management mm. tool. Mm. There's another one called Monday.com, um, and it's reasonably new. They're building a bit of a profile, but they're, they're really good on project planning. Um, a lot of these things, you can pick the templates that you want. So I find Monday.com to be um, aesthetically pleasing, even though we're, we're using Asana at the moment, because it integrates with other systems that we have. 
Um, but, you know, project management, marketing, again, very similar use, um, usages, so um, software development, media production, etc. on um, on monday.com. Asana has been around for a bit longer, uh, so it's got more ad- advanced permission levels than something like a monday.com. Um, but monday.com is very much open to influence from what its consumers and its users want. Uh, and they, they, you know, sometimes simple is better. Mm. Uh, so mm. where Asana has all these multifunctions, Monday.com has fewer functions. But, you know, really sometimes simple is, is what we're after in things like this. Communications, you know, we mentioned emails before. There's Facebook Messenger, which people are a little bit um, insecure about at the moment. And also it, it, there was a point where you had to have a Facebook um, site, a Facebook ID in order to have Messenger. I don't think that's the case anymore. But Slack and WhatsApp are really good communication channels. The main difference for me on those is that Slack has a menu that, that um, you go into Slack on your phone and you, you it lists all the different communication groups that you've got, whereas something like, so like WhatsApp you have to um, actually scroll through to get. But they're both secure ways of messaging uh, and you can message groups, you can have calls, live calls, you can put documents on, photos on. So there's different different methods of communication. Mm. I thought I might just give a few examples um, in case people wanted to look up some more project management tools. So as well as Asana and Monday.com, we've got Trello, we've got Teamwork, we've got Podio. But, you know, the normal thing, you need to have a look, investigate, have a think about what the needs of your organisation might be. Mm. Um, and sometimes you can save yourself a whole lot of money and time by getting in a professional who can, you know, you tell them what all your communication problems are uh, right and one. then they can assess, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Trello. That's uh, that's one my, my wife and I use and uh, it's a fantastic tool and it's a freebie. So yeah, yeah. It, it works really well. Most of these have levels, like different, you know, they have free levels and yeah, then they have um, yeah. levels where, where you start paying and that's the best way to test something. You know, you download the free version, have a play with it um, and it's like anything. The more you use something... Um, the more equipped you are to use it and the better you understand its capacity. Mm. Uh, so I know, you know, I kind of go, please don't give me another communication tool. My phone and my life are full of them. <laughs> um, but then the more you use it, the more you adapt it into the requirements into that you have. Great. Thanks very much for your time. Um, we'll have a chat again next week. Look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Christina there with some very useful apps, particularly project management ones. And as I said, we use Trello and, uh, yeah, it, take, it takes a lot of the pain away. We've just got time for our Harvard Business Review tip. It's 27 minutes to two. And this particular tip was prioritise the business relationships that matter most. When With success comes many things, including a much larger business network. How can you possibly keep in contact with everyone, let alone respond to their requests? Well, apply the Pareto 80-20 rule. Think about the most important relationships and then highlight the top 20% of them. These are the people you spend 80% of your time, energy and resources with. Proactively set up regular lunch dates, walk-in talks, coffees, face-to-face meetings. Get creative. Communicate to work together. Take a shared hobby or interest or create a peer support group. For second-tier contacts, consider organising a social event two or three times a year to keep in touch. 
This 80-20 system allows you to continue to nurture and protect your relational ecosystem, which is the greatest determiner of your personal happiness and professional success toward going forward. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've quickly looked at uh, some of those uh, support systems available for businesses affected by the bushfire and those useful apps. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to talk about commercial leases with Rani Gander from Turnbull Hill Lawyers. We'll have one minute on innovation with Christina and we'll have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your your company for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and, as Albert Einstein once said, logic will get you from A to B. Imagination will take you everywhere. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.